Danny, they said we were washed. Oh. <laughs> we haven't taped an episode since Man. July. Yes. And those episodes, were, were they live, all those episodes? Or? What do you mean? Were those episodes in studio? Those were live episodes. We haven't been in a studio. Oh, we haven't been in the studio in a, for a while. Yeah, sure. Yeah, so we haven't been in a studio in a while. It's uh, revenge season. Welcome to Inside the Green Room. Yeah. With Danny Green. I'm Harrison Sanford. Come on. Oh, sh- what? Two. Okay. Two-time champion. Two times. You see? Bro, we usually do our... Working out the kinks. Two times. No, that was All not right. the answer. So no, no more? So it's two times. Okay, I'm sorry. All right, we're good. Welcome to Inside the Green Room with two-time champion Danny Green. I'm Harrison Stanford. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a lot of fun this season here on Spectrum Sportsnet. For all of our fans who are in L.A., our fans who are in Toronto still, San Antonio. Mm-hmm. If you're an NBA fan, you will enjoy uh, watching Danny and I talk about basketball. White Howard's actually on the show yeah, later yeah. on, which should be Superman. fun. Superman. Superman. He's been playing like it, too. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a lot of a lot for us to discuss, but want to set some expectations, I guess, okay. for our fan base. All right. Since we did this podcast last year when Danny was in Toronto, yes, and Toronto, as you used to say, not Toronto. I'm learning. Now you're saying Toronto. I've learned. You're, you're, uh, you're Canadian, bro. You become Canadian. You got the slang down and everything. So yeah, focus in Toronto. Focus. Yes. <laughs> um, we Danny won a championship there. Throughout the course of the season, we were able to tell the story of you and your teammates. And so we are hoping that we could do that now in L.A., which would be pretty cool to kind of go back to back with titles, with the podcast and you. That would be nice, man. That would be nice. OK, good. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for good, great things. Yes, as we, as we all are. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we go into this, though, you've moved here to L.A. I know you've moved, unlike Toronto, right, yes. where you kept your stuff in San Antonio. Yes. You have brought all of your things from San Antonio here. Yes. So I wonder, do you plan on living in L.A. regardless of what happens sure. here with the purple and gold? I don't know, man. It's, uh, it's pretty intoxicating. The, the sun, uh, the people, the fan base, the organization. It's nice. <clears throat> Excuse me. It is nice. Um, even if I wasn't a part of the organization, I said it's a nice place to live. Did I ever picture myself living here you know, for good? No. Um, but I think... That part of me moving was just letting go of what was in the in the past. Mm. Um, in Toronto, it was a one-year thing. We weren't sure how long it was going to stay, so we rented a place that was fully furnished. Luckily, we found a really nice place uh, with some great people who owned it and, and let us use it or rent it out uh, for a very fair you know, price. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little more expensive here in L.A., <laughs> um, but bringing smidgen. my stuff from Toronto and also bringing my stuff from Texas because I wasn't sure if I was going back to Texas or not. Um, and, you know, what it was going to do with the house. So we waited the year to figure it out. And now that I know we're not going back to Texas, I'm going to be here for at least two years, hopefully, if everything goes as planned. Yes. Um, so it moved everything from San Antonio. And I'm probably going to sell the house in, in Texas, um, mm. get rid of that, state, that, that property. Um, but when it's all said and done, L.A. is a really good option, but uh, I still do like Texas very much. Um, not San Antonio per se, but Texas in general. I understand. Obviously, the, the girlfriend's from Houston. Mm-hmm. And... Um, she likes that area, of course. I like Houston as well. So, you know, we'll see where it takes us. But right now, LA is a, it's really nice and it's a, it's a front runner. Yes. As of right now. I, I've known you for a while. For, for mm-hmm. those who don't, understand, don't know the nature of this podcast, I've known Danny since we were like 15 years yes. old. Um, are you? About it's 15, 17 years now. Yeah. There you go. There you, go. you seem happier. 
Am I like? Am I wrong? I mean, I feel like I've been happy the last couple. I was no, happy I, in Toronto too. I know you were, but like, I feel like you're happier. I don't know if it's the sun that's doing For it. For sure, to it's you. the sun. You wake up to the sun every day. Like, how can you not? I'm by the beach, man. You wake up to that every day with the sun. How can you not be happy? Um, but I said, I think I've been happy the last couple. Just fresh starts, I think, are exciting. Mm. Uh, things for people when they go somewhere new somewhere fresh a new city mm. uh, especially when you're, you're coming from i mean not saying san antonio is bad but you're going from san antonio uh to toronto like a, a bigger city and you're like you know this is different it's more diverse it's wow you know yeah. and a different country so when you move into a, I mean, people don't really consider another country we move to another country and it's exciting it's like a wow you know this is different so you're happy about it you're trying to take it and i take everything in a positive light and you go from that which is a great city um a bigger city um, to another great city, a, a very big city with even better weather, you know, even more exciting, you know, uh, another reason to be happy. So, so I feel like I've been happy and excited for the last couple of years with new changes, new moves. And the process is always fun, even though it sucks to move, you hate it. But when you're, you know, redecorating the house or getting new stuff for your house or setting up the home, um, it is yeah, redecorating a new set. Yeah. Uh, we got some new digs here. It's, new pretty, digs. it's pretty nice. Um, it's hard not to be happy, man. It's hard not to. For sure. Um, now, one thing you have to adjust to being in L.A. Mm-hmm. is the traffic. Yes. Now, I, d- did you have a conversation about possibly getting around such traffic with Lakers upper <laughs> management? I, we did, but it didn't come from me. They, they came to me and told me we have this uh, thing if you need it. <laughs> um, oh, we're not, we're not revealing? No, yet? we're not revealing. But okay. we have this thing if you need it, if things get really bad... <laughs> You know, kind of like an emergency. I took it as an emergency thing. You know, if you have an emergency type deal, we can get this to you if you, you ever want to. And a lot of times, the, the organization is great. They're mm-hmm. like, all right, you know, today is another, there's another game going on, whether it's soccer, baseball, football. There's going to be traffic. So if you guys want, need a hotel room from downtown for the day, let us know. We'll make sure we accommodate you guys and make sure you get there downtown so you can just nap there and, you know, walk right, right across to the arena, um, which has been amazing, too. We had to do that. We did that once. So, um, but, yeah, we do have a thing. And, and if not, I said, I always, you know, I don't follow rules much on the road. We should probably shouldn't put this out. But, yeah, don't. <laughs> uh, so I've just been fast-tracking it, man, even without a pass. But they've been billing me, so I, I pay the bills. You know, but I, I did get a fast track now. Um, you were getting tickets. I, I get bills in the mail. They give you <laughs> a little bill in the mail. I pay the bill, but instead of doing the fast track, because I'm not a type of guy to wait in traffic, or I'm yeah. going to find my ways it, legally or illegally. To get around traffic and to get to where you gotta go, even if I'm not late, I just don't. You know, we're New Yorkers. We like to get places, man. We're not sightseeing. Yeah. We're driving, especially if it's 30 minutes away. Driving with a purpose. We're driving with a purpose. <laughs> um, which brings me to another point. A, a lot of people mm-hmm. asked me about, and they weren't sure, and I wasn't even sure myself. Uh-huh. Like, Harrison, is Danny Green driving a green Chevy? Yes, yeah, sir. <laughs> you you know, it's sh- not normal. He damn for, sure is. I'm not counting your money, but it's not normal for a guy of your... My Chevy Equinox, man, it's a, it's, you know, there's a history behind it. Oh. There is. You don't know the story. No. Actually, uh, so Chevy Equinox was actually the first car I ever bought myself in college. Uh, so the first, not the first car I ever had. My dad gave me one of, uh, a car. Hand, he got a new car and handed me down his car when I was in high school. We got to use that. Uh, but that got totaled. My, my brother Rashad totaled it. Um, I, I do remember that. So I was, my I freshman year, he, he totaled it. Yes. So it was no more car. So at that point, we had to save up for a car uh, until, you know, was, I guess we'll get around. But I used my dad's car at the time. 
until it went back. It was a lease. Um, we had to save up for a car. So I would work every summer, interned wherever. I did whatever I could to save up money and do a lot of camps and save as much money as I could. Still didn't have enough. But with, my, with Shad's help, because he totaled the car, he helped me get this car. And the car that we could get, it was like a 2005 Chevy Equinox. Oh. And this was 2009, I believe, or 2008. It was older, but it had some miles on it. Before you won the national championship. Yes. So mm-hmm. my senior year, that's what I was driving, a Chevy Equinox. It was like a 2004, 2005 Chevy Equinox. And that thing, we rode that thing until the wheels fell off. So when I was done, when I graduated, I sent it to him because he was still in college and he used it in San Francisco. He went to USF. Um, eventually, it became the family car. When I went back to New York, broke down. And I got another one a couple years later, a brand new one. Fuel efficient, man. It's great. Got a lot of space. My dad loved it. And then he started driving all over the place. I'm like, dude, this is my car, you know. But everybody in the family was using it because they loved, you know, how great it was. Mm-hmm. Eventually, my younger brother, Devontae, he's at school now. So guess who gets the other Equinox? He got that one. That's a thing. Yes. So uh, the Equinox, and when I met Blair, my girlfriend, she had one. She had a 2005 Chevy Equinox. We had the same car, but she had it in white, I had it in silver. So we kind of linked, yeah, with the Equinox (laughs) thing. And it's always been dear to our heart. She didn't Uh, look at you like... No, she's like, you have an Equinox too? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, but... We obviously sold hers. She didn't need it anymore. But uh, when it came down to it, so when we were back and forth because she was still coaching in San Antonio, uh, needed a car to, while she was there, you know, A to B, drive around. So I was like, you know what? It's time to get a new Equinox. Well, and listen, I got the Equinox, man. if you I got, got the, a couple other cars in the house, in the garage that you need to if, get tuned up, see how it works, I can go ahead yeah. if you want to stick with the Equinox. Look, if I had extras, I, I, would, I, I would hand them out. If you need out, a test I, rider. I don't think anybody has extra cars around, you know. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so the thing is, I had my, my, my Mercedes. I had a Mercedes, and it was a lease. So the lease was up. After the lease was up, I was like, I don't need another car. I have my Equinox. And Blair, she already got her, got her car last Christmas. So we were good to go. And that's the green, the green Hornet, the Green Goblin, the Green Ranger. The Green Ranger, yes. As you will, whatever you want to call it. But that's my, my car, the green Chevy Equinox. Very efficient. And I'm sticking to it. <laughs> good for you. Unless they want to give me one. Unless they want to give me a car, I won't turn down any cars, but I'm sticking to my Equinox. There you go. Yeah. Uh, so you don't have to adjust to a car, but you're adjusting to a new locker room. Yes. Um, playing with AD, LeBron. Yes. Uh, what is your evaluation, not about on the court, because we'll talk about that with Dwight, but mm-hmm. just the interactions you have, the environment that you're in being this new locker room? I think um, we have a group that's kind of, it's a great, Mix, but mostly a lot of guys from the same types of areas, um, same type of age group, you know, from, I guess, 28 to 34 range. Most guys are in that area. Some younger, some older. Uh, but a lot of guys that have experience have been in the league a certain amount of time and uh, so come from similar backgrounds. Fair enough. We have to talk about another one of your teammates, Dwight Howard, and that'll be coming up right after this. We'll be back with more Inside the Green Room with Danny Green. We're back with more inside the green room with that yeah, guy. Yeah. Dead shot. Danny Green. Danny Green. The dead shot thing, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's going a long ways now. It's going a long ways. It's, it's, a, it's a cool nickname. I'm, accept, I'm, accept, I'm accepting it. Um, having fun with it. It's just a lot of pressure. <laughs> <laughs> dead shot doesn't miss. Yep, that's true. When I miss, it's, oh, if I have an off night, it's going to be a lot of heckling. You put, you put a lot of pressure on yourself by having the tattoo. Dwight? Yeah. I'm cool with it. <laughs> it can be dead shot. I mean, 
When he misses, just practice. There you go. He just missed. But he's going to make the big shots. So Danny was okay. telling me before you guys, before you were here, you didn't have any tattoos, but you got a bunch now. I got a whole bunch yeah. of tattoos. <laughs> Favorite one? Uh, I would probably go with, well, that's tough. Dang, I was going to say the gorilla I have on my stomach. I that one a, is probably the hardest one. I have a... It's like King Kong with the city. I got a big gorilla on my stomach with the city behind it and, like, uh, helicopters flying around it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, like King Kong. Which, which city? Atlanta. Okay. Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Uh, as we talk about tattoos, though, Dwight, I need your help. Okay. <laughs> I need your help. Because Dan has the Deadshot tattoo, which is creative. I already know you. The target yeah. is creative. But That's tough. I like it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the problem is, even though it's good, I don't think he's original enough. I'm not original. And I'm not going to say I'm original. I got some, well, I had some ideas before the original tattoo, but I, it did stem from somewhere, yes. From your brother? A lot of people, you also, <laughs> suggested I get the same tattoo he got. Um, but so I did a TV series this past summer um, where we had to, we did interviews with different people. And part of one of the people, successful people from Canada, was a tattoo artist. So I had to think of tattoo ideas. And, you know, the thing that came to mind was, you know, shooter idea tattoo. So Dwight, ran with that. That's tight, though. I like it because when he goes up, raise up the shoot, <laughs> it's like you see, the, you see the target. And it's like, oh, man, he about to make this. It's crazy. So I, I like it. You know, I think it's and then anytime somebody captures a picture, he's just like this. And all you see is this right here. So it's just like. Hey, it's a, it's a good tattoo. But the hallmark of being a good teammate, Dwight, is being real. Let's keep it. Let's the, keep it 100. I'm being, I'm I can't take any credit for the art. The tattoo artist did a great no, job. No, I'm not saying did your tattoo's job. bad. Yeah. I'm just saying Devonte, yes, Danny's brother, brother, who plays at Indiana, brother. has a, a better one. He's had, a senior see, now at IU. Um, he was playing a senior year, and his original tattoo was the infinite ammo uh, code on the back of his left arm, which. Went viral and said it was, it's pretty, it's pretty unique. It's very creative, and uh, I said his is probably better than mine. I don't know if that. I don't think that's a tart on his elbow, but he's got a little. Yeah, he's he did it right. Yeah, he, he did it right, Dwight. That's pretty tough, but I'm telling you, it's something about <laughs> the the target, and his nickname is Deadshot. <laughs> So it's like when he does this, it's like you dead. Like, as soon as you see this, you dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. He might have a lot of ammo, which means he going to get a lot of shots up. <laughs> but it don't mean he going to hit. That don't mean he going to make it. But dead shot, as soon as he go like this. I, I, I like that breakdown. You going to let your, you gonna like let your teammate talk hey, about your brother? I ain't talking about him in a bad way. Yeah. He got infinite ammo. Yeah. He ain't going to never run out. Yeah, he going to keep shooting. Yeah. But when the game on the line... You get me to set a good screen for Danny at oh, home. Yeah. A good screen. A good screen. A good Danny screen. Gonna, you damn right is a good screen. You're going to have that dead shot yeah. right there. Yeah. I'm rolling with that. Should have got a half assist for that screen, Dwight. For sure. Full assist. I mean, come on. He didn't pass the ball. Shit, he might as well have. <laughs> Excuse my language. Are we allowed to curse on this? You could. You could. Okay. It's show in the green room. Hey, man. Last year, was, we had some difficulties. Man. Uh, with uh, it, it was cool, though. We had some fun. We had some fun with it. Can, Guys, take me through, take us through the play. Uh, luckily, the first option was was open. Mm-hmm. Luckily, I was the first option. I think Coach making yeah, the first option. He waited, and he yeah, it took a little second. Yeah. When you watch it in fast motion, it happened fast. But when when it was happening, it seemed like forever. Yeah. I was like LeBron, <laughs> hurry <laughs> up! Like, <laughs> he set the screen. I was open. I'm like, throw it, throw it. But like in my mind, it, yeah. I thought I was open for like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> it was only six seconds on the clock. He yeah. got it with three to go and drove. It happened fast, but at the time when we were 
operating, it seemed like it took forever yeah. for the ball to get there. When I caught it, Seth was there already, so I had to give him a little. Oh, I think he got yeah, a, yeah. a little. Yeah, and he touched piece, the ball too. And I think he got a piece of it. I didn't realize that until after that I saw the replay. But um, yeah, it, it took. It seemed like forever by the time the ball got there. But yeah, he, full assist. Foul. Yeah, it was. It was. Was I mean, a- well, it's a foul if the ref call it. Yeah. <laughs> but they had to give me a payback call because I had got a call earlier for fouling somebody, and all I did was, like, touch them like this. <laughs> I didn't do anything yeah. but just go like this, literally. And yeah. they call a foul, so that's probably a makeup call. Yeah. Fair enough. End the game, usually you can get away with some more. Especially in the end, yeah. yeah there you go. I'm but, glad he did it. I'm glad he did But it. you can't say that that was the reason why they lost. Like, mm-hmm. they had plenty of chances to win. Two free and throws. And then, yes, and then only, not only that, they were down, we were down three. Mm-hmm. When LeBron drove, my man should have never helped. Yeah. If LeBron dunked the ball, we down one point. But he decided to help, yeah. which made the rotation different, and Danny was wide open, so. If, uh, who was at the free line? Whoever, if I think it was Powell, if he would have made both. Yeah. There you go. Well, hey, listen, a win's a win. You guys are sitting nice we'll take right it. now. We had some ugly wins on the road, but we'll take them. Hey, win's a win. It's a win. <laughs> we're getting better. So the best, so the best, it's early yes. in the season. You want to continue to win games as you get better. And I think that's, that's a good thing. That's a good, yeah, that's a good sign for us. You know, one thing that a lot of people from the outside talk about with the team is mm-hmm. obviously Anthony Davis, how the team is going to function mm-hmm. with you, Dwight, and JaVale, mm-hmm. because it's a small ball league now. But you've been killing. Uh, playing small bar or anything like that, I just – See it as any time I get on the court, uh, it's an opportunity for me to uh, try to help my team get better. And if I'm not playing, then, you know, I'm on the bench trying to talk as loud as I can to let guys know what's going on, on that, that what I'm seeing on the, on, from the bench, you know. So it's kind of a different position to be in. I've always, you know, started games and I've been able to catch a flow like that. But the way basketball is set up now, it's, it's a different type of game. Uh, so... It's a lot of fun. You know, I enjoy it. And playing small ball, it, it's, it's kind of good for bigs like me and JaVale because when we come in the game, we know we're going to have a shorter defender, which means we got an opportunity to crash the board and, you know, make those guys have to work. And now they got to match up with us. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, there's been some bully ball moments so far sure. this season. It's, oh, it's yeah. definitely worked <laughs> in our advantage, um, mm-hmm. our size, for some points of it. But to him and JaVale have been amazing in terms of bringing the energy you know, from the bench and just on the sideline, even obviously Javel starts, but even when he's not in the game, his energy of trying to pick us up and he does it more vocally than he does. He does it more by his play. Like obviously Javel, his play too, last game, he had some great moments, he did. but obviously his energy in the game, getting the crowd into it when he makes, you know, a big, you know, a big block or, you know, a dunk or a rebound, uh, it was a huge place and it changes the whole momentum for us. Um, but it's interesting to hear him, you know, talk about the small ball league now and how it's changed. Um, and I, when, when, when the team was put together, the roster, I didn't realize or see how we're going to operate with two bigs like that, like mm. with Anthony Davis at the four and him and JaVale at the five. Um, I always always thought like, it would probably, for us, AD at the five and probably him come in for AD or JaVale, like rotate that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always interested in how it was going to work and how they mentally think about working with him. I was going to ask you, how did, like, working with AD, like what is your mindset when you're on the court with him and, like, what's your main keys of trying to work with around him or with him while you're in the game with him? Well, um, I just, you know, went back and studied, you know, guys who played with me back when I was uh, in Orlando. Mm-hmm. And uh, the way that we were able to coexist is that um, 
we understood that we needed each other to win. And, you know, for AD to be successful, I got to give him a break on defense. Mm -hmm. I know he wants to play defense and he wants to be defensive player of the year, but, you know, coaches ask him to do a lot of the scoring mm -hmm. and so, with LeBron. So how can I be effective with the lineup of me being in the game with LeBron and AD, giving those guys a break on defense? You know, uh, we expect those guys to come out every night. LeBron's getting triple doubles, AD scoring 40, he's getting – 20 rebounds at times and stuff like that. So what can I do to make their jobs easier? I could clean up the misses. I can get Danny open shots and all our guards open shots, set really good screens. Um, and that's the things that when I was in Orlando, uh, it made us better. You know, everybody tried to make the other person, you know, better on the court. And it wasn't about ourselves. It wasn't about what we could do. It was about what we could do for somebody else. You know, that brings me to a quote that you had, Dwight. And, Danny, obviously you've been known as a quote-unquote role player your whole... Utility guy. Yeah, there you go. Uh -huh. But you had a really great quote, Dwight, about... You said that it wasn't necessarily your role. It was your purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think the twist of words on that really changes to perception of why you're out there or why Danny's out there. Uh, that's the full quote right there. I don't really look at it as my role. I look at it as my purpose. It's my purpose to go out every night and give this team energy, play great defense, block shots, run the floor, do all the little things that might not show up in the stat sheet. That, I, again, like probably the best quote mm -hmm. from a, about the role player position that I've heard mm -hmm. in a long time. And it really makes sense. And you're right. It is your purpose out there and you're doing it well right now. What, what was behind that quote? Well, um, I just happened to see a lot of people talking about, oh, Danny's a role player, or people are role players. And, you know, I just hate that people think that it's bad to have a role. You know what I'm saying? Like, everybody wants to be the main person, so nobody's okay with just doing what they need to do to get the job done. They want to be the guy that gets all the praise and all that stuff instead of just... Understand that, understanding that everybody has a purpose. You know what I'm saying? Danny's good at, really good at shooting threes. Why would we need Danny posting up doing hook shots? Well, That's I not mean, his purpose. I mean, hey. Don't go there. <laughs> he could probably do it. He yeah, could probably yeah. do it. Mm -hmm. But why would we need him doing that? You know what I'm saying? He's not fulfilling his purpose. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I took it and kind of made it seem like it's something, it's better than just saying I got a role, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's what, this is what I was made for. You know what I'm saying? I was, Danny's made for shooting threes. <laughs> I, and I like how Phil has his be your own goat thing. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that statement goes to like, you know, you said everybody wants to be the main, you can still be the main man in your role. You know, you can be the best rebounder, shot blocker. You can be the best, you know, floor spacer, defender, wh whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And that purpose is still a very, very valuable purpose for the team. And what I like about our group right now is that nobody's, I said, everybody's kind of playing, trying to make it easier for each other. And nobody's playing for themselves. We're, we're trying to, you know, everybody's understanding what the bigger picture is and buying it. Nobody really cares about their numbers like that. Nobody's caring about the stats or who's getting the credit. Any given night for us, we can have a guy go off and, and score 15 to 20 points. Quinn Cook last night came off the bench, gave us a huge lift. Kuzma, he, you know, he, Kuz struggled early on, but he kept with it. And he gave us a huge lift off the, off the bench. Um, those two guys right there. And then, obviously, AC uh, came in and Dwight, they, they do what they do. They came in and gave us a great lift. 
And next, you know, from being down 20, you know, they're, they're getting a little nervous because, you know, we're within three, striking distance. And once we get striking distance, you throw in Bron AD, you know, it's, it's tough to keep those guys contained too after spending a lot of energy of trying to fight with those guys. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. Hey, so Dwight, we got a little thing going on here with this podcast. Mm-hmm. But Danny's history and kind of my history too, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Every team that Danny's played on has won a championship. I mean, not count the high school. I, I mean, I'm not count the Cavs because okay. you didn't. I really noticed play. that. Okay. And so, actually, any market that I've worked in as like a reporter, there's been a championship as well. Mm-hmm. So we got this winning thing going on. We hope that you're a part of it. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah, and one first of the one things, in LA too. First, first one in LA, and yeah. one of the things that we did last year. Remember this, Danny? Uh, was a part of the team with the Raptors. Yeah. The elephant in the room. Yes. That was one of uh, Coach Nurse's sayings. Yeah. So Coach, Coach Nurse, throughout the course of the year, uh-huh. like if there was a, a topic that needed to be discussed amongst the team. An issue or anything. Whatever the elephant in the room was, he brought it to the table. Brought it to the table. Mm-hmm. So the elephant in the room with you, Dwight, what changed <clears throat> or what happened in those free agency meetings between you and Rob Palenka and I'm assuming you talked to LeBron and AD? What was the factor that made it, that made you become a Laker, judging off of how those meetings went? Uh, I just think the fact that I actually showed up, you know, to talk to the team and meet with the team, um, I'm pretty sure that a lot of people were expecting me to be like, why would I have to show up like um, Dwight Howard? You know, I don't have to come do a workout for a team, but... Um, I just wanted to show them that, you know, I'm really ready and willing to do whatever it takes to help help any team or organization win. Because uh, before that, I had no clue what team I was going to be on. Uh, even when I worked out with the team, I didn't even have gear from the team. I worked out with <laughs> with some street clothes. So <laughs> so uh, it was just it was just a crazy experience. And uh, the first day I got with the team, it was uh, A.D., Rondo and JaVale all the coaches and Rob and we just had like a long powwow and you know I was it was like I was sitting up there getting interviewed by a whole bunch of people (laughs) and I'm like I'm sitting there like man like this is this is crazy like I'm literally getting interviewed like from Rob on down and you know so when when if when we finish then the players wanted to talk to me some more. I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. Like, what's going on? Uh, but by the time we finished, man, I was just like, man, this is where I'm supposed to be. And, you know, I was like, I, I feel like this is going to be, this is the right time to be in L.A. Most difficult question? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Right the most difficult question. Uh, well, the question that kind of stood out was Rondo asked, could he trust me? Hmm. Could could the team trust me? He's a straight shooter too. Yeah, my, not actually, yeah. Mind you, I mean, come on. Like, what's he gonna say? Nah, you can't trust me. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Like at first, but I was like, I think those yeah. words. He's trying to read your body language, yeah. you read your tone, and see how like how eye. serious you are. Yeah, look at you in your face to see, you know, are you lying to me? And if you are lying to me, I'm gonna find out later. And you, you told me to my face, mm-hmm. I could trust you. Yeah, it was so, crazy. That's dope. That was a straight shooter. He's one of the funniest guys on the team. Him and Dud, Dud's one of the funniest But guys I didn't guys. even, I told him, I don't want you to trust me. Mm-hmm. I said, I want you to trust the spirit that's inside of me. You know, so I was like, don't trust me because, you know, if I'm operating in the wrong manner, then it's not going to be good for myself or anybody else. But the spirit that's inside of me, you can trust that because 
I'm going to work hard every day. I want to come to the gym and give the team 110%. You can trust that. That's what you can trust. You know what I'm saying? And then over time, that's when you can trust me. Yeah. So, basically, you can trust his actions or you can, yeah. you can trust, you know, uh, how can I put his that? His intentions. Yeah. Yeah. More so. I guess basically, don't, don't trust me now. Let me prove to you you can mm-hmm. trust me. I'm going to show you you can trust me. Did, did you get Which, any? You weren't here for the, that question. I didn't get the, I didn't get the, uh, <laughs> the third degree with the flashlight. No, I didn't get that <laughs> interrogation room. This guy put the guy in the, in the, the mirror. The, the, we see through one side. The interrogation room is kind of crazy. I didn't get that, no. But, um, you know, I chopped it up with Rob here and there. Uh, talked to Bron. Uh, talked to Kuz. But it wasn't like interviews. It was like, you know, we want you to get here. How can we get you here? Mm-hmm. And it was a process of waiting to see. And I was like, all right, cool. When you get here, let us know whatever you need. So, um. But it was interesting. I was wasn't sure how the process was gonna go and who we spoke to. Uh, I was meaning to ask you, like, who anybody else, you know, I would say past Lakers reach out to you or talk to you since? You didn't talk to nah. Kobe, Shaq, none of those guys. Nobody. It no. was crazy. When yeah. I, it was crazy when I got to the the uh, practice facility. Everybody was there. <laughs> like it was. Everybody, you know how the facility is. It yeah. was a whole bunch of people up top. Yeah, they have little balconies yeah. where the officers they can see onto the court. So there's a mm. bunch of people there. It felt like a, a draft workout, and I was <laughs> and I was nervous. I'm like, <laughs> I've been leaving for 16 years, and I'm so nervous, like, <laughs> to work out in front of everybody because it's like I can't mess up. Like, so I was like, okay, I got to be perfect today, and it was good. I probably missed three shots the whole workout. Mm. So I was like, man. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't talked to them since then, since the season has started. Um, Kobe, nobody's reached out. You haven't talked to them. No, I haven't. I just been locked in. One one thing, because I, I know you've had some random tension with with the, the super the other Superman, the original mm-hmm. Superman. Obviously, you're, you're Superman too. Um, <laughs> he's recently reached out via, I guess, social media. Has he reached out to you personally? No, he hasn't. No. But um, so how, how did it feel for him to finally kind of embrace you as a Laker, as, you know, Superman, and actually, you know, give you some type of credit and props for, for what you've been doing? Because uh, I know early on he never really gave you that type of... To be honest, um, when I saw it, I was just like, wow. And um, for me, I just, everything that I've been seeing... It's like, man, I'm grateful, but at the same time, uh, it's like I got to keep working, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, when I see those messages or when I see stuff like what Shaq posted, you know, it's just like, man, just stay humble, stay hungry, and keep working, you know? Um, don't try to get too high or get too low. Mm-hmm. Just try to stay balanced uh, because, you know, I know, like, I was here before, and things can change just like this, yeah. you know. So it's like for me, it's like, man, just keep your head down and keep working, and and the best will be yet to come. So that's how I look at it. I thought it was pretty dope, man. I'm, I was surprised, and to that, I guess Shaq's matured. Shaq. He's matured, and I guess his older age. I'm not saying that he's not. He's immature. But I think it's great because he never really likes he's to give never credit. He's never said anything great about him, Javelle, so many guys yeah. on our team and outside in the league, younger guys. You know, the older guys don't like to give some of the younger guys credit or embrace them. But I thought it was really good and mature of him to actually 
hopefully keeps this new leaf or turn, you know, turned over. But we shall see. Yeah, to, yeah. to give credit Time to him tell. and finally embrace him. Yeah. You know, as a because a lot that. of those guys they looked up to. Even when I mean, obviously they played against him when Shaq was older, but they all looked up to him, and he never really gave him any type of. You know how some some of the older guys are not giving guys advice. You know, Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook was talking to John Morant. I don't know if Shaq ever did that to you, but he never really, you know, gave him, took him under his wing and yeah. say, you know, this is what you gotta do, you know, young fella. This is how you become, you know, one of the most dominant centers in the league. So, I said, it took him a little while, but it, you know, he's he's come around and shows some maturity in his older age. Right. You said yeah. you you and Javel talked about Shaq not. We did. <laughs> I asked him, I was like, hey, did you want to fight Shaq? He was like, man, I did, man. I was like, man, I did too. But I was like, it's two things we got to worry about. He's a cop, so if we hurt him, we're going to jail. And two, if Shaq get a hold of us, it's over with. I was like, so you got to hit him and like, you got to stick and move because it's not, if, if Shaq gets you, it's over, it's over with. Just, <laughs> But we talked about that. We laugh about a good 30 minutes, man, just talking about Shaq and, like, all the things he used to say about <laughs> us. But you know what it kind of did? It kind of, like, it kept us grounded, mm-hmm. but it also made us realize, like, all right, this is what we need to – This is we got every night we step in the gym, on the court, whatever we're doing, let's go 110% because we don't want somebody like this or anybody ever questioning who we are you know, as basketball players and, and men. It's another motivational tool. You know, a little chip on their shoulder to prove him wrong. You know, they keep <clears throat> doubting him and telling him what, he's, what he is, what he's not. And, you know, hopefully he said he keeps his new leaf turned over and supports these guys and they don't want to fight him anymore. There we go. Yeah, that'd be great. It'd be great. Yeah. Uh, quick fire here. So, Dwight, you can go back to uh, mm-hmm. the house, chill with apparently your zoo that you got going on at the crib. <laughs> <laughs> Topic for another. Dis- I don't know if he has. A, I mean, he's had quite a few animals throughout the. I've I, had some. Crazy I want to know the most interesting pet that you've. I want to know all the pets that you've had, and the most interesting one you've had to try to uh. interact with, take care of, or that was your favorite one. I would probably have to go with my monkeys. The okay. monkeys I had. Okay. I had a couple monkeys, and it's probably the best pets I've ever had in my life. How do you? It's how every, do you manage monkeys? It's just like having a baby. No, it's they're not. They're small. They're small. <laughs> I promise you, it's just like having a baby. They're small. They're small. They're little swinging monkeys. around, no, I had, jumping around. I had the big monkey. So, okay. like when they're young, like that, they just want to be with with you. So they want to eat with you. They want to lay with you. They just want to cuddle the whole time. <laughs> I literally had one monkey that would lay on my head like this, <laughs> and he just lay on my head because he liked hair. <laughs> he felt like, cause you know. His mom had a lot of hair, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. he wanted to be on hair. He just pulled my hair. Just let anybody that had hair, he was like, please, let me touch you. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I would probably say those were the coolest and uh, the animals that I've ever had. You know, I had one monkey who never seen me play basketball, but he had, I put a basketball goal in his uh, cage. He would dunk it. He would shoot in it. <laughs> and I'm like, how in the world can a monkey know this stuff? So it was crazy just to see the growth of this monkey, like, from the baby till the time I had to give him back, mm-hmm. um, I saw him, he started to eat like me, so he would, <laughs> he would, he would dress his plate up, <laughs> he would pick up his fruit and eat it like a human, like, it was literally, like, the most fascinating thing I've ever seen. Backstage Lakers is gonna want a trip to your house to see all these animals now, you know that, right? Oh, yeah. man, I'm gonna have to keep that so, one up. <laughs> What are the animals? What's the list of exotics? 
that you've had? I know you okay. have snakes, of course, reptiles. What are the reptiles and mammals that you've had? Outside? Well, I've had a, I've had a tiger. Okay, wow. How big was this tiger? Was this a... Well, see, it was in India. So when I went to okay. India, okay. I adopted a tiger in India. Okay. So it wasn't like in your household having No! But I thought about it. I wanted to get a liger. A big ass. I wanted to get a liger. You know what a liger is, right? Tiger and a lion mix. You never know, man. Yeah, so sure. I wanted to get one. Daddy, that was a no, by the way. <laughs> I, I should have did it. I should have did it. But uh, the biggest animal I've had, I've had a uh, Caucasian shepherd dog. It's the, one of the biggest dogs in the world. It's two years old. 230 pounds. <laughs> and when he stood up, he was the same height as me. <laughs> Big dog, like that's ridiculous. When I that's first got him, I had to. They said in order to become one with the dog, oh gosh, you gotta go in a cage with him. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what? The dog barking at me right now? He gonna bite my head off? So I, I'm walking next to the cage, and he's just roo roo roo, and I'm like, man, he gonna kill me. I step in the cage. <laughs> And as soon as he charged me, I just run out and close the door. I had to do that for 20 minutes until he got used to me. And then after um, that, we became best friends. Listen, Danny, I've been to Danny's house. He got a snake. He has like two nice dogs. Don't, yeah. don't, please don't take it there. Yeah, tigers <laughs> and big Sherman, Australian, whatever, whatever. Caucasian shepherd Caucasian dogs. Shepherd yeah. dogs. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Anything else? You have any crocodiles or any? No, wolf? I got a tortoise. I have a okay. tortoise. Um, any sugar gliders? I used to have a sugar glider. Oh, what? And it was crazy. Sugar glider know. about that big, yeah, right? Yeah, they, they jumped. Yeah. And I saw, like, I saw one outside. And, well, I saw this person that had one. They had it in his pocket. <laughs> they took it out. They put it in his hair. And I was like, man, this is a cool little pet to get. <laughs> I ended up getting one. But they make this noise <laughs> that sounds real scary. <laughs> so I had... I had one about this big, but I never touched it because anytime I tried to get close to it, it made that noise, and mm. I was so scared. <laughs> but yeah. I done had these big you animals, had the beer, you know? <laughs> and I was scared of something this big. So, yeah, I had a sugar glider before. Yeah. Any, uh, like, tarantulas? I'm getting a tarantula uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, uh, I love animals. I, I, get it. I, I used I to want to be a zoologist. Uh, so that was my thing. I, I studied all types of animals, and you know, I just felt like it was cool to understand animals because I was, I would look at my dogs and I'm like, man, what are they thinking about? Like, and I even do that with my snakes. Like, how could you sit in a cage for 24 hours yeah. and you just like this? They don't, they don't care about doing nothing. Stay in the heat, eat, sleep. Yeah. Easy. Living is easy. And they don't even, like, I, I gave my snakes names, but then I realized... They don't have ears. Yeah. So why am I giving them names? They can't hear me. You can't call them. You can't call them. So can't I can be like, hey, come here. It, they go. It's mainly for the people to ask, what's his name? Yeah. You know, that's what their names are for. <laughs> but uh, any uh, water creatures, like sharks or fish, big fish, blowfish, anything? But how yeah. big is his house? Like, how big? Like, what, I mean, what you got going you on, know? man? I mean, at different times. He's, I got a okay. pretty solid house. Different animals at different times. He's been in the league yeah. 16, 17 years, so, you know, First five years, Go you might have a couple dogs, you know, a couple next two years, different phases. So, you you know, some of the pets you keep, some of them don't stick around. Yeah. You know, some of them don't make it. Fish, That's usually true. water animals don't last, fish and stuff don't last that long. I've had some crazy fish, but not nothing super crazy. Um, no sharks? No, I've always wanted a shark. I always wanted some piranhas. Uh, see, see. See, listen, man. I, I, 
hey, do what you do, what but, you do whatever makes you happy. I look at it as you only die one time. Yeah. You live every day. So enjoy it. Like, enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. this is beautiful. We get to see crazy animals. We get to travel around the world. Why not get you a tiger? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Don't get no tiger. <laughs> Why not? Uh, like, whatever you do, uh, even if I suggest it, I will not babysit your dogs. And Danny will probably tell you why off camera. Yeah, he's, he's not. He's just not a great not babysitter. A, no. Uh, the dog that, probably messed up the house. Huh? So, yeah. Story for another day. Quick, he's probably quick. worse than the dogs, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, yeah. Quick, quick, quick fire questions. Uh, who won Halloween on the team? Me. For sure. Damn. I was, he definitely for sure. I would say a that was quick. close <laughs> second, third. Bronze, Bronze costume great. was really good. Yeah. Mike Mancius' costume was yes. amazing. The penguin. He was the penguin. He was amazing. I literally didn't, didn't know who he was. Nobody knew who he was. Ramos had a costume that was really Yes. Good. He was, um... um what the, um, I said quick fire. We're like, doing quick as we yeah, can. Yeah, I'm telling you, that was <laughs> tough. Go down the so many, There's so many good costumes, bro. <clears throat> There's so many good ones. A lot of people had great ones. Yes. Even, uh, you know, Quinn Cook had, you know, yes, Kodak. Yes, he looked just really like good. Kodak Black. I was Respusha no, from yeah. uh, so Norbit. He was for sure. I've seen it. Number yeah. one. And then I would say Mike Mancius and, and Ramos, they had some really good ones. And then Bron, of course. On the team, him and Bron, um, best makeup. AD had some good makeup, too. Yeah, that was and good. Girl came, they went really well. A quick game of more or less. Dwight, answer this question for me. <laughs> Who has more dunks by the end of the season, Alex Caruso or Danny Green? I'm going to go with Alex. I was, that was and you that had high. a chance for one at Staples. I early. took my time. We have a lot of season left. <laughs> hopefully, I want to say hopefully. Hopefully, I, I, I play more games. You know, nobody gets injured or anything mm-hmm. like that. My only shot is if Alex takes some games off. You know, but still, you know, I, I save my dunks for playoffs. There you go. We need momentum swings in the playoffs. That's when I'll save my dunks. Dwight, more free throws, Danny's 2019-2020 season or Anthony Davis in the month of November? <laughs> ooh. 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 I'm going to go with, ooh. Yeah. That's a tough That's one. That's tough, yeah. Got to choose one. That's tough. I'm probably uh, going to go AD. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. After, his, yeah. after AD's 40-20 game, he went out for dinner, and Danny's like, yeah, he took Seven free throws. I, I took he 44 last, last year. Yeah, he broke his record. Oh, yeah. He broke my record the last time I was in L.A. Yeah. But see, his was getting fouled <laughs> from scoring. They were just coming to foul me, like, <laughs> put him to the line. So Hack of Dwight. It mm-hmm. was crazy. Like, I didn't even realize it during the game because uh, I literally – I. I don't even be looking at the scoreboard. I don't even know where the scoreboard is at. So after happens, the game, yeah, yeah it, it happens, happens so fast. fast. You don't yeah. know what he ended up like. We were like, he has 36 and 18. Like, it ha- we're like, what the hell happened? And mm-hmm. he got to 40 and 20 real quick. Okay. Yeah. Another one, more or less. And I'll let you guys say this. Mm-hmm. Danny was out of, he was out of pocket last year. <laughs> out of I would pocket. say the league was out of pocket <laughs> last year. Got a lot I'm of you said a career high for gonna, text last I'm year. I'm not going to get into the try to get fined or anything, but the league was very different with their standards of giving out technicals. Career That's high. Cool. So a career high of, what, four, five? Career though. high is a career high. It is. Because I, I had in the first 10 years of my career, I only had one, maybe two. That's in tough. All of 10 years. And then last year, I had like four or five, maybe, yeah. And I got half my money back for one of them. There you go. And the way so, you be flexing on guys, Dwight, you mm-hmm. might, you know, it's worth it, but you might, he, you might, you might no, get a couple. I thought he almost got a technical and said, so he flexed. I, I'm yeah. going to try to go the whole season and get no ticks. That'd be the first time in my whole life 
<laughs> There's no way. Because if you dunk, you know, if you dunk on somebody, you flex. And, and because all the cheap, the cheap start fouls they give him and all the calls they get against him, it's like frustrating, man. I feel like he's gonna blow up one point. Like he gets no, his, just because he's bigger than everybody, he's stronger. But he'll move a guy out the way, a guy will fall, and they'll just call a foul. Or set a screen, and a guy will hit him in the chest and just fall really hard. And everybody, like, I'm setting a legal screen. But no, because, no ticks. So no ticks. Okay, so Dwight says he's not getting any text. Danny, you're... I, I'm not getting any text. If he don't get any text, I'm not getting any text. Oh, you want to bet on it? All right, I might, I might, I might get one or two. <laughs> okay, I, might I thought so. To make a statement once in the blue, so. Okay, but I, I, get one. I, st- I still think I'm, I'll have the least technicals on the team. Okay, last one. So I don't know if you guys are aware of this, and if you aren't aware, now you are aware. So now you're mm. responsible. If the Lakers win at Staples Center and you guys hold the team to 111 points... Believe the fans under eleven, under one hundred eleven. Okay, the tacos one one one. Okay, three. Was so that a thing when you got here before? No, it was. No, I think it was one uh, hundred. Yeah, now it's one hundred eleven. Oh, so it was one hundred yeah. before. Okay, we got forty-one home games. Mm-hmm. How many times should fans expect to get these free tacos? Wow, what's um, the over under? See, I don't like the whole expectation thing. <laughs> Fans want to know if they can go get their tacos, man. We've been man. good pretty early on. We've been good yeah. pretty on. Um, I hope we get better. I mean, I don't expect you to say undefeated. That'd be nice, but I mean, I'm so, not going to put that on. I want to say at least half, maybe? Maybe 20? Wait. Oh, okay. Okay, that's, okay. fine. Well, 41 games. But come on. If you win, you guys are probably holding teams under 111. Yeah. So One way I think we I'm have keeping, to speak I'm setting the bar low, kids. <laughs> there you go. We have to speak it into existence. There you go. We want to make sure we give our fans two tacos every home game. Oh, yeah, that would be nice. That would be very nice. Set the ball so you're very low undefeated for at home for the season. I'm, I'm we want to be undefeated at home. We want to send a message to See, I everybody. Like, I like what he's this, talking about, Danny. You got to get right. Is no, this, this is only for home. Yeah. Everybody. I'm set, I expect that. I want that. <laughs> but I'm going to set the bar very low for us so we can exceed those expectations. And I'm going to say half. When, you, when teammates so come when you on the more show. than half... People are going to be ex- gonna be very happy and satisfied. Hey, listen, y'all got to be on one accord. So we say 20, right. we do 30. <laughs> y'all got to be on one accord. But we, one well, man, one sound. I'm just saying right, we got to speak then. it into existence. <laughs> we got to believe that we're going to dominate every night I'm with him and on hold that. teams under 100 points. One band, one sound. 111. 111. 100. If we do 100, we're going to win the championship. Yeah, that's going to be tough. But I'm with him. One band, one sound. <laughs> Dwight, we appreciate the time. Thank you for having appreciate me. Appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. I appreciate Dead you, shot. man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'm going to get a tattoo right here. It's going to be a shotgun. <laughs> you see the shotgun, you know you in trouble. <laughs> Back with more Inside the Green with Dwight Howard, uh, a fun guest. Yeah. Uh, but... I have to ask you some more questions about your interactions with the team mm-hmm. and try to do a little bit rapid fire here. Okay. Who controls the aux cord? Huh. Surprisingly, you know, it's crazy. So um, this is actually an important part of the team, actually. Very important. Yeah, team DJ. Because um, in San Antonio, we didn't have many DJs. We didn't play a lot of music. In Toronto, we played some music but didn't have... Everywhere we go in LA, there's, they carry... It's like a thing. They have, we have our own set, speaker set. Tall, you know, sound bar, whatever it is. Oh, it's a real and thing. And there's music everywhere, whether it's for warming up, for shoot around in the locker room before we start, after, after the games, shower. When media is <laughs> talking, it might be going on. We cut it off for a little bit, but once they're done, it's music always, and it's bumping. <laughs> um, so the aux card is 
a very, very important role <laughs> on, our, on, our, on our team and on our group. Um, for the most part, we have some of the staff do it. They have Apple Watch they can control it by. Okay. Technology's crazy now. Um, it usually just puts on like a, somebody's Pandora playlist or a certain playlist. And it's usually okay. the newest stuff that's out. Um, obviously, we know uh, last locker room, I think Cuz was in, he was DJing. He had a rocking. He had okay. some future going and some Chief Keef going. Okay. Uh, I won't say what the city was, but because, you know, we don't know. But yeah, yeah. It was in, a, I forget what city it was in, but he was, he was Chief Keef and uh, a lot of Chicago native stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coos. Coos is pretty good with the aux card. Bron, too, of course. Bron listens to a lot of his music, but as soon as we get, so as soon as we get in the locker room, his music blasting. It's usually from the staff or somebody on the team. And, the, and you know, Coos, he does his and- DJ thing, so... Anybody get roasted for a bad selection yet? No, nah, not as of yet. Actually, I don't know who had the chord. Oh, you can't call nobody. I don't up. know who it was, but <laughs> there was there was a, an album playing or a set of songs playing, and people were like, "Who the fuck? <laughs> who's who's playing this and why?" And you know, then they switched it up, and it was oh, got the demo- somebody got demoted from the aux chord. I think they just changed it. I don't know if they got demoted. I think the person just changed his playlist at the time. Okay, but uh, nobody's gotten roasted. Nobody's gotten kicked off. But yes, those those guys, staff and a couple of guys on the team, uh, have been holding the aux card and done pretty well job uh, job well done so far. Um, last year, mm-hmm. Raptors used to have this elaborate warm up routine, mm-hmm. push ups. You were doing sit ups at Wild Kyle Lowry. Oh, yeah, when Kayla walked through the uh, yeah. intro. This year, football is happening on the court. I haven't seen you play a position yet. No, not yet. I used to actually do in San Antonio. I did a little. Uh, Wide receiver. Okay. We, I don't know if you have any clips of it, but I, there is a clip where I, I would, I think it would be Timmy before he retired. And I think Patty did it after he was a QB. I'd run my route to the corner of the stands, catch it, try to catch it in bounds before I fell into the chair. Oh, I, f- I fell into the chair one time. So that was yeah, on. That, that, I had that, that yeah. clip <laughs> on my Instagram somewhere. But a lot of times I would try to catch it in bounds without falling. But the one clip that I did have, I fell into the damn stands. And uh, almost got injured before the game started. But, um, yeah, guys have played. I mean, a lot of guys just having fun warming up and getting mentally uh, loose mm-hmm. for the game. And a lot of times it's just having fun with the basketball, playing other sports with the basketball. You've seen Steph had played some volleyball or golf. Or the guys are big football fans on this team. They watch a lot of football. And whenever we ever go out on the track or the, the turf across the way from our practice facility, uh, the field outside, the guys will bring the football out there because, you know, Guys love that sport, too. You've been pretty, I wouldn't say lucky because you worked for it, Mm -hmm. but pretty fortunate to have played for Spurs, great franchise, loyal fan base, Raptors, who had obviously the whole entire country. And when you played in the United States Mm -hmm. on the northern border, Minnesota, Portland, New York, you'd get a lot, Chicago, you get a lot of Raptors fans. Yeah. Now playing for the Lakers, doesn't matter where you are in the country, whether you're in California or you're in yeah. San Antonio yeah. or you're in Dallas. Uh, what are your impressions so far of the Lakers fan base? Thus far, I mean, we haven't been on the road a lot, but thus far it seems like every road game is, is damn near a home game. Um, because it seems like, 50, like half the fans in there are our fans. They're cheering for us, chanting, you know, let's go Lakers. It's kind of crazy, and you don't really realize how much of America's team the Lakers are until you go to other cities and see how many fans that we have. And some cities we outnumber the the local fans, you know, the, the team's fans. Um, but said most of the cities we've gone to, we it seemed like it was fifty fifty. Half the fans were ours, half the, were theirs on the road, which is crazy to have. 
uh, we're about to go home, but mm-hmm. let's go to the mailbag real quick. Okay. If you want to send us questions, you can hit us up at Inside Green Room uh, on IG or Twitter at Green Room Inside. First question. Uh, let's see. Mm-hmm. It has to be quick. And don't do like you did. I'll try my best, man. Don't do like you did last year. I'll try my best. Three round fight. Okay. Call Anthony Towns or Joel Embiid. Who wins? <laughs> um. It was fun, to, funny to watch them That's fight. That's not okay. It was uh, funny to watch them fight. I'm gonna give it to this part. Give you my answer. Okay. It was interesting. Um, it was entertaining. Do I think either one of those guys are fighters? Probably not. Um, if I had to side with anybody, you know, if I had to guess to say somebody, you know, I think Joel Embiid probably has some random. I know this is kind of bad to say, but I feel like in Africa they do a little bit more extravagant stuff. <laughs> You know, to survive. Yeah. He's probably learned a little bit more different survival skills mm-hmm. than Cat has. But I'm cool with Cat. I know his family well. I'll probably be on Cat's side. <laughs> but I still think, you know, Joe and B has different instincts. Even though I think they're both not I, boxers I or fighters. Ben Simmons got called the peacemaker. I don't know how. <laughs> he had a guy in a chokehold. How do you exactly. call him the peacemaker? Why did he get the peacemaker? Is he because he's trying to break up the fight? Is that's that, what that's they, a, said. they said. So that's why he did he get any suspension? Nothing, or? bro. So he, him putting somebody in a chokehold and trying to make him tap out was him. See, he didn't making sure he didn't everything was good. That was, that's drawing it. People would <laughs> <laughs> a lot of clips around the internet showing him. You know, it's one tap. Okay. If it was two taps, that's tapping. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just interesting. Okay, move it on. Okay. <laughs> um... Did you did you start to watch The Boys yet? I have not yet. I've been watching Succession. So, I, look, I have a lot of show suggestions going on. I'm trying to get around to all of them. Have I ever steered you wrong? We won't get into that. <laughs> but I trust you on this, and I will get to watching The Boys Succession right now. It's first. Okay. Still, I said, catching up. Because in Canada, you don't have all the same stuff. Catching up on Power, catching up on oh, my Netflix. Oh, you got a lot of I have of a lot to, to catch up, up on, man. I haven't been able to access my accounts the way I want to. <laughs> Last question. This mm-hmm. is not the mailbag before we go home. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to figure it out. What did you say after you hit that g- game tire in Dallas? You were like pointing out. You were going like this I was after saying, you hit the shot. I, I was saying we got new life. That's like, what you were saying? Run it back. We got new life. Let's go. Let's keep it going. We're not. We're, st- we're still here. We got more game to play. The game's not over, basically. There it, was some... In different terms. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but it okay. was that. It was, you know, running back, we're here. New life. Yeah. Good. Um, I know, obviously, now you're playing for the Lakers, and I know um, last year, or re- uh, recently, however, uh, Reggie Bullock mm-hmm. played for the Lakers, mm-hmm. and obviously there's been tragedy in his family that he's been dealing with um, as of recently. And before we go, I know you want to express uh, your condolences. Definitely, man. Um, Reggie's had a tough, he's had a tough road. Um, even the summer, when before he got signed, um, I think he had a back injury. He had, might have had to get surgery. I'm not positive on that, but that was why his contract got reconstructed mm-hmm. to what it was. Um, definitely deserved more, deserved everything he got and more. Um, but even in his early years, said he had rough time. He comes from a rough area, uh, with losing a sister, and then he lost another one. Um, so I just want to send my condolences out to him and his family and let him know that we're praying for him and his family. Um, said I can't imagine what it's like to lose a loved one or someone that close to you that you grew up with, let alone two of them. Um, so, you know, go, said our biggest 
Uh, condolences out to him and his family. Also, Shaq. Um, um, lost his sister. Yeah, he lost his sister. And um, Pops, uh, Witherspoon. Um, that's a tough one, because I don't think anybody knew anything was wrong with him. Mm-hmm. I don't think anybody thought he was sick. And he's been around forever, man. He's Even if you didn't know him, I didn't know him personally. But if you didn't know him, he had such an impact on our community mm-hmm. and our lifestyle and how we grew up and just watching him, everything. He was damn near every... You know, every, every African-American movie you can think of. Yeah. And he, he had a great role. He made everyone laugh. Yep. And he was amazing. Uh, so, like I said, big condolences, our, our biggest condolences go out and our prayers go out to those families, you know, Reggie Bullock, Shaquille O'Neal, uh, John Witherspoon. For sure. Uh, I think this was a good first episode. Yes. Hey, don't leave me hanging. Oh, that's how we're doing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's what the original well, handshake was before the two times. You're right. See? Inside the Green Room on Instagram, Green Room Inside on Twitter. Uh, we're on all the podcast apps. Should be a fun year. Thank you to all of our listeners who listen from wherever you are, California and abroad. And Danny, get it right for me, please. Get what right for you. What do they have to do? Subscribe, read, rate, review. <laughs> read, subscribe, rate, review. All those. Subscribe. <laughs> you, you're... I was close, man. I'm always close. Yeah, for, for, the, for the sheer fact that we haven't done this in a while, wasn't that? I'm, I'm, I'm good. Subscribe. <laughs> Great review. review. Thank you, guys. See you next time.